is Grace Garden Fellowship Podcast. My name is Daniela, and with me I have. Hi, I'm Naomi. Hi, everyone. This is Sese Tai Perisu, but you can call me Sese. Hi, I'm Ivy. Hi, everyone. This is Onyinye. And we are. Welcome to episode one of Great Garden Fellowship Podcast. Today we're just going to be talking about, I don't know how to put this, but I would say being offended by God. And um, it took me a while and a lot of unlearning to know my place as a Christian and to understand that I cannot say God has offended me. You know, coming to terms with that, it took me a while, it was a process. So today we'll just be sharing the times that we felt in quote, quote unquote, God offended us or if taking offense in God, we would share how we went through the process the scriptures that we held on to and even though we did not hold on to any scripture what we actually did i remember that when i when i started t- taking hold of my own christian journey and you know it was no longer my mom is forcing me to go to church it's no longer um i must it is i understand i understand why i'm here i understand what i want i understand what I'm looking out for in this relationship. I have gone through tribulations, just like every Christian must have gone through tribulations. And at some point in time, even now, I felt like, why? And there was just this distaste, I would say, for being a Christian. And I, I, I look back now and I know that that was just the devil. But we, I went through it regardless of what you know I could I could term it as now. There was just this distaste for anything that has to do with God. Because I just felt like I'm doing A, B, C, D according to what God wants me to do. And I just felt like God owed me something. And it took me a while to understand that God did not owe me anything. But even now, right, I... I still sometimes go through that phase when things seemingly are not going well, even when I feel like I have prayed, I have fasted, I have given offerings, I have sown seeds, and then I get the opposite of the kind of result I'm looking for. You know, and it's hard to get through it where you tell yourself that God does not owe me anything. God does not owe me anything. I actually found myself walking around and saying, God does not owe me anything. You owe me nothing. I am the one that owes you everything. But that feeling was still there. You know, and God searches the heart. You know, so even when you're praying and you're fasting and your mouth saying, God sees your heart. And that offense sometimes is in your heart. And, you know, I'm just going to pause here <laughs> for somebody else to chip in. Oh, yeah, so, girls, dive in. That, um, God, why me? Um, that's literally what I was thinking about earlier on today when we were preparing for this, that I, I I don't necessarily remember a time where I was angry with God, really, but I was confused by why he was allowing certain things to happen in my life. 
like you said you go through all these steps especially like when you're raised in the church or whatever you you think you're checking all the boxes right Mm -hmm. and you think you're living a righteous life and so in your mind the way you compute it is that because i've done a then b should be you know a given the results should should be coming and why is it that people who aren't as um diligent in their walk of faith seem to be having more fun they seem Mm -hmm. to be more carefree they seem to be having things just coming to them easily but i'm here i'm stuck with all these like depression these feelings of doubt these feelings of low self-esteem and when i went through that season i remember it was just after i graduated high school and i had a little bit of a gap here coming to college and there was so much going on at home and because i was at home now i wasn't at boarding school anymore i was constantly exposed to this toxic environment and it was hard because my mother, um, she raised us in the church. And so we were going to church. They knew us, we served and all these things. But when you go home, it's like, that's not um, that's not the reality, exactly. It's not always that you go to church, you sing praise the Lord. And then when you come home, everything's smooth. There's, it's stress-free, there's peace in the home. And so I had a lot of um just depression from that season and that's when i really asked god why me why me i remember um just like crying in one of my mentor's offices asking i know that god has a plan for everything Mm -hmm. i know he has a purpose but i don't see the light at the end of the tunnel Mm -hmm. when will i see the light it's it's been too long it's just be all my life it's just been this just fight or flight, you know. And um, I remember one time my pastor calling and saying, I know you're going through this right now, um, but just know that God has a purpose and he's going to use your story one day to help other people who are going through the same thing. And I heard those words and in the moment they were like, yeah, you know, it makes sense. Like, you know, that motivational, you know, some, some, but it was just like, I'm tired of being... God's strongest soldier. <laughs> Pick somebody else to do it. Like God, like give me a break. I, I, yes. I'm just tired. I want my miracle now. Yes, <laughs> I want my miracle now. And so I just remember going through that season, saying, "Why, God? Why?" I understand that you know the Bible says that your ways are not our ways, uh, your thoughts are not our thoughts. But I just don't feel any hope right now. Mm-hmm. And um. I think one word that's been coming to me throughout this week that I realized was evident in that season is the word hide or hiding place Mm -hmm. and how in that season God was my hiding place I wanted to do certain things I wanted to try certain things I wanted to like just let myself go but even in that chaos even in that um, confusion God hid me Mm -hmm. God hid me and he sheltered me in a way that didn't seem apparent at the time but looking back now i see that he definitely was my pillow of strength and um my hiding place so i definitely relate to that yeah and just to piggyback on that i would say i experienced the same things as well just god why like Mm -hmm. so many things can just go wrong in the blink of your eye and it's just like what is going on i'm so confused like 
I thought that we were doing this and clearly we're not so what is going on mm -hmm. and it just reminded me of John the Baptist which is you know part of the scripture that I was reading in Matthew this I think it was past two weeks ago I think mm -hmm. and basically this is Matthew was in Matthew 11 and this is after well after John, John is in prison now and he's hearing of all these things that Jesus is doing and you guys know John. John yeah. was God's OG. Yeah. Like before Jesus came, he was exactly. God's OG. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes to the disciples, obviously, and he's like, guys, ask Jesus, are we still going to expect a different guy to come? Or is this, is this it? And Jesus replied, well, tell him that the blind people are seeing, the sick are being healed, blessings are, being ha are happening on this earth. So that is the only response I'm going to give John at this point. Mm. And in verse 6, it says, and blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. Mm -hmm. And I think at times it changed the way I think about situations because now I understand that maybe we're doing this Christian thing wrong. Mm -hmm. Maybe we are, we have a whole image of who God, Jesus should be in our lives. And if those things are not happening, then clearly it's not like God is not real or God is not with me or God doesn't see me. And therefore now we start to feel offense in the things that are happening. Mm -hmm. Like what Daniela said, oh, actually, I think it was you said, who said, people are out here having fun. Like why, why do I have to go through struggles? Like yeah. why can't I have fun? Yeah. Um, I'm sure you guys remember the, the scripture of the guy that couldn't walk by the pool. Mm -hmm. He wasn't asking for blessings. He was just sitting there. And God says, would you like a blessing? Right? Yeah. And it's like, but the, but the people yeah. that are out here asking for blessings, they're not yeah. getting it. Actually, that story, he <laughs> had tried to be in the pool, but he needed someone, someone to push, push him, him, push in, the him pool. in the pool. And every time he would try, you know, someone else would get in the pool because he had no legs. So, But he wasn't praying like, he for wasn't a miracle. Praying. I think he had given up. Do you know how many years the guy had been sitting at the pool? But then it's one thing to just sit years and years and years of someone not really helping. Like, for me, that 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 passage, I'm just like, he he didn't ask God. He didn't he pray. Didn't he didn't. He didn't pray. He never prayed. That he was never prayed. He was just sitting. And God came and Jesus came and said, do you want a blessing? <laughs> but some people are out here pushing your word and they are not getting it. You know, and it would cause you to have an offense and a grudge over God. But also, it just brings us back to then are we completely fully understanding who God is to his fullest magnitude as to who Jesus is and God? Because if we did, we wouldn't be offended because then we are turning a blind eye on the things that he's actually doing on the earth. Mm. He's doing so much and we're focused on the one thing that he's, he's not doing for us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, then we really need to look at a bigger picture and say, well, is it really about God or is it about me? Mm. And my needs being fulfilled. Thanks. I mean, I hear you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, I understand everything you're saying, but I think it takes maturity to get to this part where you say, okay, so now let's look at the bigger picture. Because I remember my own God when time I and mean, God why, and my God why wasn't my family wasn't great, things were going wrong, and I was okay with that. That's the reality of life, right? That was fine for me. But then where my God why came from was I was in church with young believers and everybody was catching fire. Whoa, 
everybody was doing things for God. People were mm. falling down. And then I'm right there like, okay, well, you know when the pastor, I don't know if they do it in other countries, but in some Nigerian churches, it's like, the Holy Spirit is here. Yeah. You know, we're going to count in, in the next 90 seconds. It's going to move. Yeah, and people are, you know, Ten. falling under. Yeah. And then he's counting. And then I'm standing like, okay, Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're ready. Like, use me. And then you get up beside you, boom. And that person, boom. <laughs> They've counted to 90. They're still standing. The guy will not say, okay. In another 20 seconds, you're like, okay, God, this is my this turn. This is my turn. And he comes down to 20 and you're still there. Yeah. And then I'm like, is something wrong with me? Mm. Am I not doing this right? Like, why not me? And then that started to like build up a lot of things. And in that moment, it's like, nah, then this isn't worth it if this person doesn't want me. So for me, it was never a look at the bigger picture type of thing. It was in that moment or in that season, it's like, you're not wanted, right? Because if you were wanted, all of these other things would be happening. And I hear what you say about, you know, you, you don't understand the magnitude of who God is. Because if I did at the time, I would know I was already wanted and I was already loved and I was already enough. And all of that was the lies from the enemy. But in that moment, you, you, you just... You're just thinking of your own human capacity or at your own human capacity. And it takes grace to realize that, oh, I need to take five steps back or I need to take some time off or I need to change my environment and I need to change my thinking to understand that I do not understand this guy. Mm -hmm. And it takes humility to actually say, okay, I don't understand this God. And you know, I feel like God is such an amazing guy that when you say you do not understand, he's so happy. He's like, yes, I've been trying to tell you you don't understand me. So now let me show you who I am so that you understand what it is that I do and what it is that you're feeling. And then you can experience me. Um, So I think that, yeah, I think, I, I don't know, my point is that it takes a while for you to realize that you've just been thinking about it wrong sometimes you never do realize it my own offense i think was not it was to people that led me spiritually mm-hmm. that channeled to okay god if your people are failing me that means there's something that's wrong with you right because i was doing everything right serving right showing up at the same time I, and somehow i thought just because of all the good things that i was doing serving in church mm-hmm. i thought that I okay something i deserve something back right i was seeing this guy and we're like oh we're going to do everything right i was celebrate we're going to be we're going to celebrate we're not going to do anything everything is going to be right and months later this guy's like oh like you're not the one right and so this brought this like huge resentment in my heart because his parents were people that were leading me spiritually wow so i was just there and i thought god like i've served in this place for years literally since i moved to this country i've been serving here i have been pouring my heart yeah i thought that just by my works alone just by showing up like these people were actually like show up for me or fight for me or defend me you know when their son says we don't want to go forward and they were aware that this there was something going on but nobody stood up for me Mm. but i still kept on showing up 
I still mm -hmm. kept on serving in church. I still kept on singing. I still kept on leading the youth group. But I was offended in my heart. I think at a point my service just became mad. Like I would go into my car and cry and cry and cry and come back and sing in church. And I felt like I wasn't seen. I felt like I wasn't heard. But I remember that before that had happened, I felt, I think I read, I read something in the Bible when God was like, I know you, like I know you deeply. And that morning I was just like, like, why are you telling me that you know me? It wasn't until months later I realized that he was actually setting me up to tell him like, look, no matter what happens, even if people don't recognize you, even if these people don't see you, even if it feels like these people are betraying you, like, I have your back. Mm. And men will fail you, but I, I got you. Like, I am not the people, you know? So, well, I think that was mine. Well, what then happens when you say, I have your back, and you don't, you don't see it in fruition? No. Like, you... I, think I mean, you, you can have faith mm -hmm. and then, you know, I believe Jesus is the mm -hmm. way. He knows me. He has a plan mm -hmm. for my life. You know, mm -hmm. we Africans, we, mm -hmm. any small thing, you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're saying all those fake things. Mm -hmm. But when it's not evident mm -hmm. in years, like there's people that they've been standing by the word mm -hmm. since I was born and now. Mm -hmm. They're still where they were. Right? And I don't, I don't know if they're not doing what they're supposed to do. I don't know whatever. I, I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. But like, at some point, when do you say, ah, like, it's not adding up. Like, if you say you know me, then definitely all of this shouldn't be. Do you guys get what I mean? I think for me, I got to, I got to realize that I didn't have any other choice. I didn't know any other person to run to. It didn't make sense to me. Like a lot of this, it didn't make sense to me until like almost three years later. That okay, God, you were actually working. When this thing ended, it was you working because you knew that okay, this person were not like equally yoked. We're not supposed to be paired, right? But for me, in those moments, I think I realized that this, even if I'm mad right now and I'm mad that God let this happen to me, at the end of the day, this is my only lifeline. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to something yesterday. I was driving in the car yesterday. Bishop Oyedepo, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but he was saying like, a lot of you pick offense with God, but you cannot be offended at your helper. And for me, that was, I was like, okay, like this, this is actually mind blowing. You cannot be offended as your helper. So for me, and I don't know about how it was for every other person's experience. I got, I just realized that man, there's nothing, nobody else knows how I feel. Nobody else knows the burden I'm carrying in my heart. Nobody's seeing the secret tears. The only person that sees is God. So I don't, even if he, I feel like he might not be hearing me, he is my only lifeline. I can't mm -hmm. go anywhere else. And so I, I think that was it. Yeah, and I think just we take for granted or we don't quite, we say it, but we actually don't really think about how deep it is when we say we are letting go. And allowing God to take place. Mm -hmm. When we are in situations that are just tough, and you know, we we always say, "Yeah, at this point, I'm just gonna let go and let God." Mm -hmm. But we don't let go. No, we don't. Let, we're still trying to take control, mm -hmm. and that's when God is like, "Well, until you let go, I, I really can't work mm -hmm. because you are literally in my way," and we're gonna have to get to a point where we dig deep within ourselves and truly and try to and truly um, try to understand what it means to let go 
to really just let everything go and allow God to just be. Because I think faith, faith is a very scary thing. We, we use the word faith, but I think we use it blindly. Mm-hmm. Because w- when we talk about faith, we're just like, yes, like Naomi said, as Africans, everything, we're ready, God, God will, but then we really don't, we don't believe it. Mm, because yeah. if you fully, fully believe that God has you, we really wouldn't be worried about anything. Because when we worry, that's when we offend God. Mm. God is like, oh, so now you're worried about my abilities. Mm. So now you are worried that I won't take care of you. So what exactly do you want from me? What do you want me to do at this position? Because you know, we, we like to have an image of God that, oh, he's perfect, but we forget that there's also that other side of him that we don't always like to talk about. Mm-hmm. The side where he, he gets angry. Mm-hmm. And when he gets angry, then we're like, but God, I did everything. But did you really? Mm-hmm. Did you really? Because in my word, it says that if you really just let it go and leave it to me, I will take care of you. Mm-hmm. But we don't because we are also just influenced by the, um, the world and the, obviously the challenges that we face as human and of course it can be very difficult to trust and fully put your faith in something you don't see that is very tough to do mm-hmm. but i think if we try to train our minds and our hearts to really just let go and let god take control full control of everything mm-hmm. that whatever situation in our lives then we'll see the fruits mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, hey. I, I saw uh, an Instagram <clears throat> post by a pastor. I know you guys don't want me calling names, but I saw a pastor and I've never seen any clip from him before. I think I reshared it. He referenced the John the Baptist thing, the, the, the John the Baptist story. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that story in that way before. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I said the Bible is so interesting when you pray and you sit down and you meditate on the word you get a different revelation every time and this guy said that um he ended that story with god was jesus was trying to show about john the baptist that the proof of his ministry is not by meeting john the baptist needs because john the baptist felt angry that jesus did not come to his rescue jesus ignored him and for me i have I had gotten angry that God did not meet my need in that at that point in time. I neglected every other thing God had done for me. And like one of us said that it's about you, you is that me, this is what I want now. So any other thing you're doing, I really don't care about it. You do, you didn't do this one. And I have been offended with God. And I and I'm I'm going to talk about the the, the emotions I went through in that phase. I was not praying. I think that's the dangers with getting offended. That's why I think Jesus now said, blessed is he that is not offended in me. Because you're gonna lose everything when you stay in offense in God. I was not praying. I could not pray because I was just so mad. And I'm like, like, come on, like I I started naming all these I'm doing, I forgot that I'm not righteous. Even they say there's a part of the Bible that says that even your righteousness. It's filthy rags. I don't think it is a sin when you are angry that you didn't get something from God. I think that's one thing I want to clarify. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you are still human. God knows you're going to go through this emotion. Now it's what you do with it. That's where sin could set in. 
and you now start talking anyhow and then you end up saying something against the holy spirit i think that's where the danger starts coming in but number one i would say that there is no sin in feeling angry that a need was not met so i had to isolate myself you know to really say how i felt some people might need to talk to someone great but i didn't find the need to talk to someone because this was between me and god i isolated myself and i sat down and i was naming things and then i i started thinking to myself that wait a moment i think that was the holy spirit naming all and was bringing to my mind everything god has done for me so you can chip in i have a question then, yeah for like the entire like group so and it just popped up in my mind so does offense come from a place of selfishness in the sense like yeah is it this whole idea of i am this i've done this i feel this and i didn't get xx result or this is not happening xxx so i'm mad yeah Mm -hmm. i think so okay i also think it's when things don't happen according to your schedule or god doesn't fit the picture of who you think he is Mm. in that moment in that moment yeah right and it could be for many reasons why things are not happening but you just you're just too stuck in your ways to actually see that maybe you're just not ready for this mm-hmm. and i think to, to back of what you said about isolation i think isolation is so deadly mm-hmm. for me um when i went through the whole thing i just talked about the the next thing for me to do was i wasn't comfortable in church because i felt like well i don't fit in here god doesn't want me everybody's on fire so not me i might as well go and do the things that people in their 20s do i'm gonna drink i'm gonna smoke i'm gonna party I'm going mm. to do all these things and I'm not going to like I'm going to turn off the God part of me mm. and I know that for a while God was trying to reach me and he was you know you know how you just be flipping through posts and like something like a word comes mm-hmm. and you're like nope <laughs> and you just yeah. no, not to you not today you know someone else and then your friends are trying to have conversations with you and you're like get mm. the get the word behind me I mean, but it's it's now that i look back at that whole year because i took a whole year out i tell people i took a whole entire year out it wasn't necessary if i had gone to church and and i like to now in this new reality that i live i like to see god as father right Mm. if i had gone to my father and i had just cried to him like bro you don't want me like "Ah, so you don't want me if you don't want me and the isolation i'm actually Mm. talking about like not being able to pray like if i had just kept on going to his feet and then asking for hunger or asking for fire or asking for you know use me in another way maybe it's not in the same way that i'm thinking yeah. that would happen maybe i may wanted to fall maybe he doesn't want me to fall maybe he wants me to speak to people maybe, yeah you know maybe maybe you already had it you didn't know yeah. it because you she felt is. like the the revelation that you needed or the sign was someone falling, falling yeah. and then you know how amazing god is and last week i was listening to something about comparison and then when you start to dig at the root cause of all these things that we're talking about it's different things it's maybe you're comparing yourself to somebody else mm-hmm. and then you start to think god is not showing up for you because mm-hmm. he's not showing up for you the in way the he's way showing up, he's showing up for so, the other person or so, the way you think i think the very first thing you should do if you're angry at god is tell him that you're angry he's your father mm-hmm. when my father used to piss me off he knew i'm african but there's a way you will not serve his food rights 
you know you, i can't tell my daddy that i'm angry at him it beats you you just you know but there's a way you say your daddy good morning sir that he will know that yeah, you know and you can tell him that bro i'm, I'm upset but you're still meeting him every day saying mm-hmm. i'm upset this is why i'm upset and he's such a good father that he would show you it might take a while but do not isolate yourself from believers even if you don't go to church maybe talk to your friends your christian friends and let them pray for you and let them pray with you and let them speak over you even if you cannot get yourself to that place of worship be accountable to people that will hold your hand because the devil does a lot of things when you take yourself away from community yeah naomi i agree with you so i think i'm going to explain what what i meant when i said isolating yourself you're isolating yourself with god Oh, oh yeah. I, I heard it wrong. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I didn't I didn't finish it. I thought you meant like you went away. No, 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 no. It, it's because a lot of people in that moment you really don't want to talk to anyone. Yeah. No, like you said, people want to beckon on you like no. It's isolating yourself with God. Seeing God as your father, exactly what you said was what I was great I was going to finish with. Locking yourself up by saying, God, I'm here now. I need you to now, you know, speak to me. This is how I feel. And when you you go to God, like I've heard stories of people locking themselves and say, God, you need to show up now. I, I want to talk to you. You need to show me something. I'm here. And you know, God is not a father that does not understand the plight of his children. He's not one that will leave you when you are at your lowest end. In the valley is there, up there, he's there. But he, you need to he say, draw nearer to me and I'll draw nearer to you. Is you opening your understanding that this is how I feel, accepting that, and is I accepting my feelings <coughs> and stuff. Because talking to anyone at that point in time was not going to help me. Because people would then try to, very few people listen. Like I'm blessed with a mom that will sit down and listen to you. But then she might then go on to bring the Bible. And my husband start trying to show me scriptures that i already know you know in her love and care for me that's the only way she knows she's bringing the bible out and that's what a lot of people will do to us you go to your pastor mm-hmm. you might now start you know in their, in their way to you know help you they might not just meet you where you are at mm-hmm. only god has that power at that point to meet nobody knows how low you are mm-hmm. at in that moment yeah. only god's hand is so outstretched to mm-hmm. pull you out that's what i said understand that you're not sinning because i think some people might feel that oh it's a sin how i feel is a sin so they want to suppress it and keep on showing up for other things but then there's this part of them that is just not happy yeah it's, yes please. Oh, <laughs> that's good and um on the topic of comparison actually something that just came to my mind is um genesis 4 um when uh cain and abel brought their offerings to god and can i just read just yes just a bit? okay and um verse from verse 4 it says abel also brought off the firstborn of his flock and of their fat and the lord respected abel and his offering but he did not respect cain and his offering and cain was very angry and his countenance fell so the lord said to cain why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen if you do well will you not be accepted and if you do not do well sin lies at the door and its desire is for you but you should rule over it. And I think the, the the danger of comparison is that we feel like in some way, shape or form, we have fallen short. 
we have not been accepted like you said like god is not seeing us mm-hmm. and what he said to to Cain was that yeah there are times when you're not going to do well you know and and god didn't necessarily explain why he respected abel's offering and why he chose not to respect Cain's he doesn't necessarily say that and sometimes as as his children we want to know why is it that that person is falling and i am not we want that explanation we want to know why god is showing up for people in different ways that we expect him to do so but he says he's saying okay in times where you feel like you've fallen short do better do better and sometimes offense is taking offense or um not taking offense is as simple as thinking i fell short i need to do better I need to do better in some way. Maybe it's praying more, maybe it's spending more time with God. It's not necessarily my works or anything like that, but it's depending on God more. But he's 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 warning Cain and saying that if you continue in your anger, if you mm-hmm. continue in this resentment, sin is waiting at the door. But then what I love is that even after Abel um died at Cain's hand, What did God do? He did he did punish him. He did um chasten him. But he said to him in verse 15 and the Lord said to him that therefore whoever kills Cain vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord said a mark on Cain lest anyone finding him should kill him. So even though he fell short and even though he was offended by God and fell into sin, God still protected him. God still had his back. because at the end of the day God like you say God understands that we're human and when we come to him and when we repent he says okay my my grace is sufficient for you is sufficient no matter how far you've gone the prodigal son you can always come back I have a question sorry you let me know I think I was just going to say that maybe our perspective towards who God is should begin to change in the sense that we need to see him beyond we need to start seeing him as someone that knows and someone that understands that we are human and there are times where like we will fall short there are times where like we might not be able to handle a lot of the things that he gives us because like we're just we're just limited in our understanding and i think that that's also something I'm, i keep asking god to help me with because i always have this perspective that sometimes like even being a church girl like growing up in church I don't think I've begin to I'd ever begin to see God as my father. He was just this God. Yeah, God. God. <clears throat> I never actually started seeing him as like Naomi said like father like I can come and be like guy like what's yeah. going on? I think our perspective towards how we see God has to change. We have to unlearn that idea of who God is like this judgmental person or this person that is just dishing out like instructions and start seeing him as father and I'm his daughter. because also when Jesus left the earth he said on this earth you're going to face trials and tribulations but be kind because I've conquered the world mm-hmm. meaning we i think sometimes because we expect like when we talk about the things that we've done but god I did this I did this why isn't this happening for me I did this I did this I did this and we take offense god I'm like but i never said you're not going to deal with hardships mm-hmm. like you are going to deal with hardships but mm-hmm. find comfort in the fact that i have overcome all of that mm-hmm. and when you can just come to me talk to me sit beside me god likes it when you sit beside me mm-hmm. remember when mary and martha martha was running around jesus is like actually 
she's a plug. The one sitting here by my feet, she's a plug. You're busy running around getting food ready, but I need you to be here with me because time spent with me is really where you're going to get comfort in everything you need. We run around because I feel like should anything have happened, Martha's going to say, but I was running around making sure that everything is done. She was getting offended sure. too. She, she was yeah, she was like, yeah, she, she was, was mad. mad. She was big mad. Like, yeah. why are you letting her sit there? I'm busy mm-hmm. here trying to do this and this and this. But yeah, I was like, but really, this, this is all I really wanted. Yeah. yeah. This is all I really wanted. I was going to... Um, <laughs> ask a a question i think that's what we'll use to just round up do we also think that when we get offended with god it comes from self-righteousness that's one and the second one is you feel like god you have a transactional relationship with god because you because i think a lot of us or myself at some point i I thought that or the the have the what I was displaying was more of someone that feels like I've done this, you're supposed to do this for me. And that's not the kind of relationship God is looking Jesus God is looking for with us. It's not I do this, you do this back. It is understanding number one, your purpose, being here, why he has created you, and just going with that. And then constantly praying for mercy so that you continually receive blessings and grace when tribulations come. But do we agree that it comes from self-righteousness of I am perfect, like I've done all this, why aren't you? And I was, I want to piggyback on the Cain and Abel thing. You know that Abel gave a good sacrifice and Cain gave a bad sacrifice to God. So sometimes the people you're comparing yourself with, you don't know what what sacrifices they've made. You don't know the covenants they have with God. That's why it's very important that you focus on you, number mm-hmm. one, yeah. as a Christian, say your your own relationship with God, understanding that God is not there to meet your needs. He will meet, like his purpose or proof of him being God is not when he does what Daniela wants. Mm-hmm. Proof of him being God is he's God, period. And you either get in line, constantly move towards him to understand him, even though they say his ways are so but you, you could sit beside him and learn of him and continually be grateful for the things he's done. You know, so I, I don't know. What, what do you guys, that's my last, like, um... 100%. I, I believe that. I believe that sometimes being offended with God will come from feeling like, I did all of this. I... I did this for you. I should get this result. Mm-hmm. And I think it also comes from... I don't know what's... I feel like this, the way we perceive God sometimes, and that's why I was saying perception of God can be very transactional. Mm-hmm. I think it also comes from also locate also the way we see our parents. Right? If you they tell us if you you're a good child, you get this, mm. get certain amounts. If you come first in class, you buy new shoe. Mm-hmm. I'll take you to Mr. Biggs. I'll do this for you. Mm-hmm. I'll do you that. It's like you already know that. Okay. All I have to do is be good, good child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All I have to do is come back with good results. And I feel like for me personally, I channeled that into my relationship with God, where it was everything I did, it was based on how well I did, how well I served in church, how well I led. And God, if I'm not getting this thing, that means there's something wrong. Not with me, because I did everything. Mm. I'm trying to live right. I'm trying to do the things. I'm not out here wilding like people that I should I should be wilding like people, but I'm not doing that. I'm keeping myself for you, but mm. you're not doing what you're supposed to do. That's so righteousness. That's all of you. Yeah. yeah. So I 100% believe that. 
And if I may just add, um, self-righteousness will leave you burnt out. It will leave mm-hmm. you exhausted and tired. Um, why? It's one of the reasons why I took my year off God because I, I started to feel like I was doing everything mm. by my power, mm. by my strength, and in comparison, it wasn't even working. I would go to church and I would have a headache, like <laughs> because it's like I must pray. Mm. <laughs> I must. <laughs> Because you felt like the energy you put in with the blessings. And then when I get home, and it's the Sundays I don't go to church, or when I don't like do all of those things, I'm at peace. But when I start to pray and I start to talk about Jesus, I'll be angry. Was it because you felt like you need? So, so were you do? Do you think that you were doing those things because you thought you needed to do those things to get something from God? Yes. So it wasn't led by the Spirit. Yes. Yeah. Great. I wanted she to catch fire. To I just, wanted to guys, I really wanted no, to fall. No. I don't know if anybody has felt that before. I don't know if it's, no. know if it's pressure from the. I don't know where yeah, the pressure you know is when coming I from. And if doing all I kept touching hands and everybody's just who? I said, yeah. can't I who? <laughs> no, let's not even. But it, it's a real, and I feel like people don't talk about. I've never, I've never heard anyone talk about this thing that I'm talking mm-hmm. about, Sha. But it was a real reality for me for years, and it really made me feel like I wasn't doing enough. enough. I wasn't enough, and then I'm just like, yo, I'm tired. I'm gonna, I'm just not doing this at all. And so my own thing, if you take anything from everything that we've said, Sha, is do not isolate yourself away from the word, from God, from community, from praying, and seclude yourself and meet God. Tell Him that you're angry, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Talk to Him about your emotions speak to him and spend time with him like ivy said right get to change your perspective on him or about him and then also understanding that you know yeah (laughs) understanding that god is not there just for you just for you to meet your needs meeting your needs is not what makes god god you know coming to terms with that that god is god regardless and like jesus sends to john the, the message jesus sent to john the baptist when he was in prison that go tell him the blind see the, the the dead are being raised the lame walk and all of those things saying that whether you serve me or not you know my ministry will move on so it's either you want to be a part of it or not so don't let not getting those things you wanted in that moment pull you away from god because the longer you stay offended in god you will fall into sin. Somehow, you, you, somehow. It's, it's, it's assured. And you will pull farther and farther and farther away. God did not promise us a problem free life. Mm-hmm. He promised us eternal life. Mm-hmm. And with eternal life, it's, oh, it's, it's oh, not oh, wide. It's very narrow. Mm-hmm. And not many will get there. Mm-hmm. So we always need to remember that when we feel entitled, because I feel like that's also part of the offense. When yeah, we yeah. feel entitled to these things, God is like, but why why do you feel entitled to so many things because when i came in human form i literally did the minimum like he he wasn't out here splurging jesus was not out here he was just out here trying to reach people through god Mm -hmm. right so why do we feel entitled to all these unnecessary things because at the end of the day we're just going to leave them here yeah we should be focusing on the thing that we're taking with us which is what our spirit our soul that is what we're taking salvation that is what we're taking with us and that's where the eternal life is that's good thank you are we still answering is there time yeah um i think i agree as well that self-righteousness is a key factor in offense 
because we we become so self-absorbed and we become um, concerned with how God is meeting our needs and how um, when we look at how angel Lucifer was cast out of heaven it was when he started want, wanting to intercept the glory meant for God and he wanted it for himself and what we don't realize is that if it was such a dangerous thing that this angel was taken out from God's kingdom that's why God continues to warn us about it that mm. don't don't be angry like don't continue in your anger it's okay to be angry but don't let the sun set on your anger mm. and we can talk about you know the, the 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 technicalities of that verse but he does warn us about these things because at the end of the day why are we saved why are we even created we're created in God's image to give him glory so when we forget the fact that we are here for God's glory and God's glory alone we start to fall into temptation and sin and offense but if we realize that I'm just here one thing that I desire of the Lord, that one thing that I seek, is that I may dwell it within His house and inquire in His temple. That's my only desire as a Christian: is that I may look up and see God and and continue to receive a revelation of His glory. You know, like the angels bow down, and by the time they look up, they receive an even greater revelation. And that's why for eternity they keep crying, "Holy, holy, holy!" And so when we fix our eyes on Jesus, like you said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Everything else will be added, but seek that first and when we begin to just center our lives on just i want to see jesus in my life everything else everything can else. can be taken away but just give me jesus <laughs> that's all that's now me my girl <laughs> it's not easy it's not an easy it's wow it's not because no one has ever taken offense i i wasn't i wanted to say has anyone gone to god and like god i'm so mad at you that you know i'm not speaking in talks maybe there are people like that but the things more than not people are getting offended at, at the material things that god has not given to you yeah. and like you guys said God did not promise you those. Those are blessings, but it's based on his discretion. Mm-hmm. What God wants to give to you is what he'll give to you. The number one thing is to seek the kingdom. The number one thing is salvation. That is the number one thing he says you people should walk towards. Now you make it to heaven. So why is it that the things we get mad about are the things on earth? I mean, that would be a different topic for another yeah. day. Hmm. Any other thing, Naomi? It is you. <laughs> I feel like Naomi is just like, mm. yeah. All talk, <laughs> but when it's time to act, <laughs> it's we good. fall short. It's good to build ourselves now yeah. when we're in a strong place, sure. so that when we do fall short, we yeah. remember these conversations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. Girl, girl, that's it. All right. The word. Ah, that's all. <laughs> Alright, um, thank you for the notes, Ivy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's been a wonderful 30 minutes, 40, and in fact, we do have work to do, definitely as Christians, it's a journey. Yep. It's, a, it's, it's a journey, but what we pray for is the grace to be consistent. You don't want to, you know, be on track today and off tomorrow. You know, it, it might be, it will be difficult to maintain a good relationship with God if you're always, you know, off and on. But it takes grace, it takes prayers, and it takes meditating on the word 
to be on track because that's all that's what we all want to be i'm not i'm always like i'm on track now and the next time you know i'm off i i don't want to be at that place with god i want to be consistent because it's inconsistency that you see god's blessings in consistency you begin to come to terms with the fact that all your prayers might not be met in the way you want it to be met and you is with consistency that you begin to understand that I need to be comfortable with not seeing results the way I thought I wanted it. Mm-hmm. And because the ultimate thing is that I please God. Mm-hmm. If me not getting this thing now pleases God, that's all I'm interested in. Because I trust that every other thing that I need to survive, God is not going to deprive me of those things. Mm-hmm. Hey, my lungs, food on my table, a roof on my head, He will make provisions for those things. Every other thing that I think I need. It will be by his own discretion and those things are blessings and you need to be grateful for it so until next time thank you <laughs> bye <laughs>